1: Yes, sir. It's hour two of the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. I hope you're having a fantastic day. John Machiotis coming up in one hour. We'll talk with the Athletic Cowboys writer about what he thinks about uh, the news uh, last night, Mike McCarthy staying, and It appears Dan Quinn will as well if he does not get a head coaching job. That is what the reports are saying. In the meantime, here's Zach Wolchuk in your NFL News of the Day.
2: Well, uh, Dan Quinn's still interviewing for jobs. It appears Mike Vrabel is interviewing today with the L.A. Chargers. According to Tom Pellicero, Falcons and Seahawks also will be talking and meeting with Mike Vrabel as well. David Shaw, former Stanford head coach, is interviewed with the Chargers. Uh, There seems to be some reports, though, that are expecting Jim Harbaugh to get that job. Nothing confirmed as the Chargers are still, of course, interviewing, but he might be the favorite to get that Chargers job right now. Who? Jim Harbaugh. Okay, yeah. And then uh, Belichick's going to get a second interview with the Falcons. And we had kind of thought, you know, obviously we were having some fun with maybe Belichick to the Cowboys if they moved on from McCarthy. They're not doing that. But a second interview, I think Bill and the Falcons makes a lot of sense there. No confirmation if this is on the yacht for round two. I don't think it will be. But I I could see Harbaugh to the Chargers, Belichick to the Falcons, and maybe that thing's done pretty quickly here.
3: I wonder, and probably can find this out, I wonder if Belichick's going back in to talk with their cap guy, Mm. their general manager, because he wasn't involved in the interview process the first time around, I don't believe. Probably not. So I think this was just Arthur Blank and Bill sitting down. And I wonder if this is Bill getting to meet, you know, uh, Rich McKay is the president of the team. Apparently Uh, they
4: have a good relationship.
3: Yeah. So I I, I just wonder if this is kind of like, okay, these are all the parties involved now. And we're gonna, you're uh, gonna, uh, you know, let you talk to them. And I, I, I guarantee you, Bill is interviewing them. They ain't interviewing him. He's asking them the questions. Yeah. About I, I, okay, why would you do this, or how did you do this, or how would you handle this? You know, this this is, yeah, this this is him interviewing them. This ain't he's he's deciding what if he wants to coach anymore
4: yeah the moment he got pink slipped by the patriots he could have just pulled out his cell phone called arthur blank and said uh i'm gonna be your coach and arthur blank would have said all right yeah. sweet you're a head okay. coach now i don't have any questions for you belichick's definitely got all the questions but it makes sense dude i mean this is what is the nfc south class the worst division in football okay what did bill belichick dominate for 20 years the AFC East which was which the worst division in football. By and right? large, you it was the worst division at the, in football.
2: That's, the that's NFC a, that's, East that's for a, this year. I mean, at least the right Bucks there. are playing this weekend. Both of our guys got knocked down.
4: But that, that's a that's a heady play. That's a it heady is. play for you're Bill. You're like, "Dude, well I mean, I'm not worried about Dennis Allen, okay? I'm I'm not worried about Bryce Young in Carolina with their schmuck-face owner and who knows who they hire." Right. And then uh the Buccaneers, like, okay, yes, they're in the playoffs right now, and okay, sure, but if that's my that's one challenge, really, then okay, like, whatever.
2: Yeah, Ben Johnson of the Lions, as they get ready to host the Bucks, he's going to speak with the Panthers and the Commanders tomorrow about their head coaching vacancies. He's scheduled to also talk with the Seahawks and possibly the Chargers on Saturday as well. So we'll talk more of the coaching carousel a little bit later on as well. Uh, I did see this, and this was amazing, with – The Texans. And the Texans are trying to do something that is pretty historic where they had the worst odds. Obviously, nobody thought the Texans would be any good this year.
4: Speak for yourself. Coming into the season I kinda
3: felt like the Buccaneers were gonna be worse. Than the Texans? Yes. Oh wow.
4: Uh yeah. I mean, I thought they were both gonna be uh, a team. Definitely in the top top ten, maybe top five. Yeah. 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 Bad bad football teams.
2: Well, Houston's trying to become one of the most improbable conference championship teams in NFL history. Of course, you've got the 99 St. Louis Rams, who were 4-12, and 12, and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. The 2021 Bengals were a team that started the season with just ter- terrible odds, 150-1 preseason title odds for them. So the, the Texans would end up being... Right there with the worst odds to start a season, to make it to a Super Bowl, and then to end up doing it. So I'm rooting for him, man. I think that that would be amazing. You've got the rookie coach and the rookie quarterback and this audio that came out from NFL Films with D'Amico Ryans talking to Christian Harris, basically telling him, hey, this is exactly what you need to look for. Flacco's going to throw you the football. Just stand here. Flacco's throwing you the football, leads into the pick six. Here's the audio. D'Amico Ryans, sir, you are a genius. Take a bow.
0: You just hang right there and just play the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Play the quarterback. As soon as he snaps, step in front of it go pick. I'm Tell you. you. you.
3: Fourth and two from the Browns, 33. <laughs> it's picked
0: off. Here we go to the left, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. Second pick six of the game. Zone defense. So here's Harris his eyes are on the quarterback and at the
1: last minute he breaks underneath in front of the intended target harrison bryant
0: is that the run for? i know i'm sorry baby it's uh, I don't, you know he's exciting out here i don't want to hurt i you. got you yeah, no, please don't no. i'm <laughs> sorry
2: it's amazing like demigo ryan's knew exactly what was coming and that's coaching right there
4: mm-hmm. yeah that's fantastic i mean what what uh what he's been able to do, and it just goes to show, man, like for as bad of an organization, the Texans, they they're 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 a laughing stock. Yep. But when when you can nail the head coach and the quarterback, all of a sudden, insane things can happen for you. And that yeah. is extremely yeah. difficult to do. Some teams identify one or the other, yeah. they can't figure it out. When you nail both of those things, boom, to the moon you go. And that's the the two, the two worst things about the Cowboys. They cannot identify a head coach. They cannot identify a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think the the draft and free agency they they work perfectly together to keep the talent pool pretty similar. That if you can just be coached well, have a good scheme, and and a quarterback that takes care of the football and makes plays, you make a very significant jump in a in in a short period of time. There's so many great storylines in this in this playoffs. And, you know, if Houston goes a long way, it's just another one of those that I'll be really excited about, even though I don't find myself uh, pulling for the Houston teams often. I I know it's weird.
2: It's like I never pull for Houston squads, but this Texans team, there's something about them. They're likable uh, what they've done with moving on from Deshaun Watson. And then here they are just a year really into their rebuild and boom. They're back in it, and they got a legitimate chance there in the AFC because the Chiefs aren't quite what we expect from uh, expect them to be. The Bills, I mean, the Bills were bad for the first yeah. half of the season. Now maybe they're on a run, but who knows? I, I think Wide it's because they
1: they've been bad for so long, and there's really not a lot of bad
2: history between yeah. the teams. No, there's not. Yeah, uh, Lions and Bucks. My gosh, the average ticket price for this on Sunday one thousand one hundred eighty six dollars. It is the highest priced divisional game ever according to tick pick, just to get into the building. The current get in price is six hundred and seventy three dollars. Some of the comments on this are great. Uh respectfully the Lions fans have had thirty years to save up for this moment. <laughs> yeah. Lions fans have had plenty of time to save money for playoff football tickets. Hopefully, that's what fans. it was for
1: Rangers World Series. Yeah. No,
2: oh yeah, the, yeah. the World Series I mean, we were so lucky we got to be in that building, but I know a lot of fans were priced out, but it is. I mean, it's Bucks and Lions. They're probably thinking we can watch our team go to the NFC Championship game by getting the Bucs. But that's a team right now that's also playing with house money. Bakers playing with a lot of confidence. They've got weapons. That's a fun one, too. Like, none of those teams either are you looking at and you're like, man, I hate that team. I hope they lose.
3: I wonder if that Detroit ticket market thing went crazy because they didn't think they were going to get a home game. Could be. You know, I mean, they they, thought they'd be going to Dallas. They they thought they were probably on the road for the next time. And so, you know, and all of a sudden now they get the opportunity, and there's this we've only got so many tickets left. And now they're, you know, pushing them out like that. Yeah,
1: I think it's the excitement and euphoria coming off of a win. People are just now willing to be like, I can't miss out on this. Yes, I'm willing to make an irresponsible deal with my credit card. Yeah. yeah. Honey, I just ran two grand. We're going to the playoff game and she's happy. You're happy. Everybody's just stoked. That's
2: a great point. Because you know. they're probably still like last week they're in the playoffs. They're probably thinking, like, we're the Lions. We're gonna get we're gonna lose. We're gonna get upset. Stafford's coming back. We're gonna lose to the Rams. Rams are red hot. Now they beat them. They're thinking, Bucks, we should win this game. Yeah. This is a game we should win.
1: Yeah. This will be our last, you know, chance to see him before they go to San Francisco and win that game. And then we'll go to Vegas. Gosh,
2: yeah. imagine the crazy Lion fans are going to be in Vegas if they make it. Ravens are adding Dalvin Cook to the roster uh, ahead of their postseason game. They're waving Melvin Gordon. Great story, though, that I saw the key. And we talked about hot dogs maybe being the key to the Rangers World Series run. Maybe. They were just consuming. Well, that increased, Definitely, of Definitely one of the
0: keys.
4: Yeah. I mean, 1A, 1B.
2: Consuming <laughs> glizzies at a, at a historic rate. Apparently, the Ravens are just consuming uncrustables. That's their thing. The small pre-packaged peanut butter and jelly sandwiches without crust have been flying off the shelves at the Ravens practice facility. Uh they are anywhere they're consuming 30 to 60 packs a day, 7500 eaten per season right now
3: for the for the Ravens there. And the the calorie content on those things is crazy. I, it is. Really? It is. No, yeah, seriously. It it's it's one of the most it's one of the one of the most uh, what am I trying to say? High calorie things. It like they always have those like power bars and stuff like that. I looked at a package that one time there at the you know when we were when I was working with the Cowboys. I'm like, there's no way. It's like damn near a thousand calories for that little round sandwich. You know?
4: Okay, Smuckers. But the Ravens
2: are saying it's the perfect pre-practice snack. It provides protein carbs and it's easily digestible and it's good i mean those yeah, are ultimately
4: are good. that's what it is it's it's freaking delicious oh no it is it's, it's yeah, grab and go it's,
2: it's yeah. exactly. We're just grabbing it yeah, yeah, i'm gonna yeah. eat it real quick yeah. and then move yeah, if on if you
1: take them out of the freezer I, I think they're ready to eat in like 30 minutes i yes. like to pop them in the air fryer though Oh, get yeah. it. Does goose. it like toast it a little bit? Uh-huh. Like put a little toast and on it? it's super yeah. gooey, I'm sure, in the middle. Yeah. It oh, melts the middle and, and toast it a little
2: that's bit. That's a life hack right there.
1: Yeah. I
4: mean, they are, they are really, really good. I'm seeing here, um, each one is 210 calories, 28 grams of carbs. Mm. So that's what these guys are really needing. Cause like the protein, like I think
3: six, you six you must grams have looked of protein. Pack, Brian. <laughs> I was doing something wrong. I mean, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to somebody here because I think I think they make them for the NFL that are that are. Oh, they make giant ones. They make special giant, special ones. Yeah, more protein, more carbs. Let me see if I can get a, 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 a more macros. A yeah, let me see. Yeah, I get nine
2: one eight said the jumbo uncrushables. They've got one in their hand right now. It's three hundred and sixty calories.
4: Okay, so the jumbo is basically almost two twice the size. All right, man. Of the regular
2: I, I, 817,
4: 200 calories per sandwich.
3: I was trying not to be so sensationalist, but it sounds like I was. I that thing I thought it was
4: no, but I mean that's fair, dude. I mean if you if well, you, you really I, think I, about it, those yes. things like how many would it take to fill you up? It would Four. be it would take. I mean, yeah, I would say minimum. Boom. There's there's a thousand calories. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So, but if you but, just have one for a snack pre-practice, then you go burn that off. Probably not too bad.
4: Now you can nope. make. I've seen the people, and I've done this. You make sort of your own, but you can put anything in there. Like you can just. You can decrust your bread. You know, you put whatever you want in there, like a chocolate. I've done like a Nutella one. Ooh. So you put Nutella on the bread, and then you just take your fork, and you go around the edge of it to sort of make it the pocket, it you know, over? to really keep it's like a, it.
2: kind of your own hot pocket.
4: Yes, and That's then awesome. you put that in the toaster or Ooh. in the air fryer, and yeah. boom, now you have a delightful little dessert. That's awesome. Uh, we also now know
2: the Super Bowl performers, of course. We're gonna have Usher have the halftime. Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, and Andre Day are announced as the pregame entertainment lineup. Posty uh, is going to sing "America the Beautiful," and then Reba is gonna sing the national anthem.
4: Okay, okay. So how many, how many, how many pregame songs are we going through here?
2: We've got the national anthem. We've got "America the Beautiful," and then we've got "Lift Every Voice and Sing," which Andre Day will be singing.
4: I don't think I'm familiar with those other two.
1: That's kind of a reach with uh, with Post Malone actually singing that song like that. That's he something might. you would want like an actual vocalist doing.
2: They're going for the names. But I'm excited for Posty to be part of this thing. I mean, I think Post Malone would be a hell of a halftime. Is he wearing his cowboy gear while he's doing this? He did wear his Micah Parsons jersey at the concert I went to at Dos Equis over the summer. So maybe he does like to rep his cowboys. Ron Rivera, we talked yesterday, he said he's got several opportunities right now. He just wants to make sure it's the right one. Hmm. So this was probably the greatest learning experience I've had in a while this past year. I mean, a lot of things came to light at certain times this past season that I think going forward will really help. Apparently, not only is he willing to be a defensive coordinator, he might be willing to just go back and be a linebackers coach. If you want him to just be a positions coach. Get out of here, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got several opportunities. I'm sure that one of them could be as a defensive coordinator. But he was the linebackers coach from '99 to 03 with the Eagles, and then as recently as 07 with the Chargers. So hey, maybe you end up getting Ron Rivera as your linebackers coach. I, I, so I think really people thought would be pretty
3: amazed by that. Man, I just thought he was so beat down and done. You know, going through that whole bit, what he had to go through, the cancer and stuff to beat that, and you know, maybe once it's hard to, get, to stay away from the game. You hard know, to that. stay away. Yep, you're right. You're right about that. And shout
2: out to George Kittle's 101 year old grandma. George Kittle was talking to 957 the game. Still texts him after every game, and uh, she's giving him little nuggets, breaking down his game, and telling him like, "Hey, what about this play? What about that play? I think that's awesome." I mean, grandparents are the biggest fans. I know mine were. I mean, shout out to my parents as well. They're they're awesome and the supports us. But it's a 101 year old grandma still sending him post game texts, and uh, that's that's pretty special. I mean, that's a bond that's unbreakable right there.
1: Thank you, Wolchuck. Thank you. It's a big day for the Rangers down there in Austin. The caravan cruises through uh, Whataburger in North Austin right now. John Gray, Justin Foskew, Tony Beasley, Dave Raymond down there sending autographs for the Rangers fans. It's, nice. It's awesome. You know, this thing just continues in the way that it does. Any, any mention of it or, or picture just gets me excited for spring training, which is now just right around the corner. Okay, uh, why are people saying this person being at the NFL games is bad for the game? That's coming up next right here. It's the Gbag Nation on 105 Through the Fan.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are
3: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Segment's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable accidents happen, Frankel and Frankel. The go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Still a little disappointed in Brian for, uh, you know, uh, naming the, the Rangers ballpark night flip-flopper night after me. I, I don't know. I Maybe maybe he's a, a little bit petty because he, he feels like uh, – you know my takes on the Cowboys haven't been transparent or honest enough so i want to know what you guys have to say the truckwreck.com fan text <laughs> is open at 877-881-1053 you know i will i will change my mind from time to time now i am not digging in person okay yeah. so uh so maybe you know that's what you're talking about there you you think if uh, if somebody has a take one year they got to have the same take 40 years later or you know their character is not any good you know are you that are you that crusty
3: i am that crusty I'm that, cru- I'm, I'm that crusty of a guy.
1: Yeah. Woolchuck and Shia follow every time I bring this up, just keep looking at their shoes. They don't want to make eye contact with me either. So, oh, I no. Feeling this might be, a, no, no. I might be outvoted three to one on this. <laughs> no. Might not even need the, the truckwreck.com fan text.
4: I'm not as good as a, at identifying the flip-flop stuff because I didn't look in the mirror and see a flip-flopper, but I married somebody who calls me a flip-flopper. So now I'm trying to decide am I
2: you this
3: know? was this was like a shoe flip flop. Well, I mean, I and I think a perfect example of,
2: of this would be last week Eric's mad that we're not in agreement with him on the Dan Quinn stuff. Then Monday and and hey to your credit I don't think you, I was mad you admitted this I don't think I was well, mad. well you did bring it back up I mean I you seemed a little frustrated you were like come on guys this is a no brainer Dan Quinn's the guy and you did make a good case right but then of course Monday it's like hell no Dan Quinn needs to leave I think that's an example of flip flopping
4: and Walchuk wouldn't be considered a flip flop because in that same conversation he wanted McCarthy he wasn't ready to move on from McCarthy but then of course you come in on Monday and guess what you're ready to move on from McCarthy based on what we so saw on is Sunday? that a flip
3: flop yeah. I, th- I think I, I don't think
4: th- I don't think that's a flip flop. I, I, I think, think that's well, no, getting because, new information. No,
2: because if you go back and listen to the show, I also did say if they lose this game against Green Bay, I would clean house, and I said that on Monday last week. So that would take me out of the flip
3: flopping. I think that actually, Doss. Well, I should take that back. Did you you didn't want to get rid of McCarthy. I mean, here we you, go. You said that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I didn't want to get rid of McCarthy. Here we go. No. Yeah, you you did not want to get rid of McCarthy.
1: No. And I, w- I would be willing to right now. I just didn't think that the Cowboys would. I, I think maybe they do in a year. If you get the same result next well, year, hell, I think they
3: would. I, hope I so. think
1: most of it is cheap skate Jerry not one to pay two coaches. You know what, guys? I, I think you're right. Like he's, he makes $250, $300 million cash every year yeah. off the NFL, and yeah. he's worried about little things because he's such a businessman. He can't break himself from that routine.
3: Man, I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying this. Yes, please do. I don't think it's Jerry. Oh. I think it's Steven. Really? I do. I, I just he's just, the tight wad. I, I don't know. I'm not saying the tight wad. I just don't think Steven is into change. Hmm. I really don't. I think that I think Steven and Will and Mike are running this team. I really do. And Jerry, I, I'm not saying that Jerry's not the president, owner, general manager and all those things. But I'm sure somebody will text me here in a minute and all that. But when it comes to the day to day operations of your football team, I really don't think that Will and Steven have this personnel department right where they need it. Yeah, You know, Mike's not used to – Mike's been here now four years. Mike and Green Bay, when he was with Ted Thompson, that whole Green Bay thing, they they, they kind of pick players for you. Mm. So, Mike, they've got this thing. If you bring in Belichick, Harbaugh, Vrabel maybe, yeah. all of a sudden now you've got to switch everything. Now all of a sudden all this that we've built – that's gone you know is going the hey we're drafting well last year wasn't very good i i'm not i'm not trying to wash my hands of jerry on this one but i think this is more about steven and he wanting to keep the continuity of what they're doing.
1: Well, I'll buy that because when I read that Jerry statement about keeping Mike McCarthy, I was like, he's never used half of the words in this paragraph. I know, I know, he didn't write it, so I thought either Tad did or maybe Steve
3: did. Well, Tad, Tad probably wrote yeah. it for him, or or Scott Goldnick probably wrote it, and you know, and they they approved it. And Dad, here's the here's what we're gonna say. Yeah. I, I And I
1: yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, that's fine. One one or the other. And I think that's an important clarification because Steven is I and you know, I I I don't we've been heading that way for about twelve years yeah, now. I, yeah,
3: I, I really do think when you start to talk about the day to day operations, Jerry is involved with decisions. Yes. Was he involved with Mike McCartney? Yes. But ultimately, who's trying to talk Jerry into when he's not too happy about things going on? Yeah. It's Steven, it's Charlotte. It's Jerry Jr. And some of the biggest
1: moments in recent history are Jerry actually getting overruled, like, you know, the Johnny Manziel thing. Mm. There you go.
3: There you go. Steven, Steven, you know, Steven's saying, Dad, no. Zach Martin's the, that's the pick. Zach Martin's the guy on it. Dad, we're taking Zach Martin. That's interesting,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think at, at one point, Jerry would overrule him. And I think... I want Jerry to overrule him right now and insist they go spend a bunch of money. Not on two different head coaches, but on you know free agents. And we'll see if that plays out. And if it does, I'm going to get excited about the Cowboys possibly yeah. going all the way in 2024. If they do not spend big, I will remain as cynical as I am this week. I ain't running from this position. I ain't flip-flopping on this
3: position. No, what, don't you dare you know, flip-flop. What, what would be like going into camp, though, if they don't do exactly what you're talking about? how's your how is how's all our demeanor going to be going to Oxton? I know we get excited. We got really excited about Rangers baseball. I it mean, would be ho hum. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Here me,
1: here's another nice week in California where sure. we're watching you know some guys that are gonna front run for seventeen weeks oh, and then lose in the wild card division Look, run. They're
3: running motion offense. Oh look, they're doing, you know. I I think it would be I think it would be a little bit different. I think you you maybe your approach of the team is like, okay, I'm not gonna get fooled by this. Yes, I'm not gonna get fooled by Dak Prescott launching the ball downfield to Brandon Cooks and you got to carry and beating, that and beating Bland or something like
1: that and I, I think you got to carry that until they win big games in the regular season yeah. their, their
3: schedule yep. their schedule could be to the point being a first place schedule with the teams they're about to play yeah this could be one of those kind where by like you said it Dawson by November by Thanksgiving it's like okay who's the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys Absolutely, that—that's that, what could happen got with some this tough catch. games. Yeah, there, there's no I,
4: doubt. I think three live mics. You know, you're out there and you're just you're couching everything with not that it would happen in the playoffs or not that it would happen when it matters. Mm-hmm. But I just saw yeah. competence yeah.
2: from just, my, hey, my right. team just from a scrimmage out here at training camp in July. This is just what we're seeing. Don't don't right. get overly too excited about it. Not at all. Yeah, because we didn't even see half of what we saw for the first six weeks of the season. Well, I mean, maybe we should maybe about. we should
4: just like get Super Bowl excited in those training camp moments because that's that's as close to that excitement as, as we're gonna get. You know. Okay, uh, checking these texts over here.
1: Uh, the Choppy's correct. actually the king of, of flip flopping. Don't worry about that. that, okay. Choppy that, is
3: that the king is. That flopping I, I, yeah. I'll you an apology for that. I should have done different. I've been well, saying well, Gavin's a flip flopper for apologize. years.
1: Uh, <laughs> says the other two, one four. Come on, Gavin. A little sensitive. Look, Scooby Doo Van equals flip flopper. That's Michael from Weatherford. That's uh, funny. Okay, uh, Tony Dungy wins Boomer of the Year, actually, in the NFL. He's gone full crusty, <laughs> and Brian, oh, no. I'm sure you have an award or a medal for him.
3: No, he and I are like the same guy, pretty much, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. Maybe He's got the bunion, too. A couple Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he should go join your friends at the33rdteam.com. Isn't that where all the washed-up crusties that's, go? That's
3: where we all go, sir. Yes, sir, you're absolutely right about that. He was
1: talking about Taylor Swift and, and says that's the thing that's disenchanting uh, people with sports now. There's so much on the outside coming in, entertainment value and different things taking away from what really happens on the field. Yeah. I just can't imagine that you wouldn't want a lot of people and famous people at games. I mean, little did I know that in the 80s, when I was watching in horror as Magic Johnson and the Lakers took over basketball from uh, everybody else, and you had uh, Jack Nicholson uh, high-fiving Rob Lowe, and that was actually bad for the game of basketball. That's actually what was taking away from it, not propelling it to heights that it would never seen before. It's a lifetime, but uh, this Taylor Swift story is is bringing out some interesting things. Think pieces, if you ask me, boys. Yeah, it is. Now we've got like a Philadelphia jeweler
2: that says, hey, I'll make a custom $1 million engagement ring for you for free. Because they know the marketing that will go towards that. Like, Uh. I'm, I'm the person that made Taylor Swift's engagement ring. So now he's going to generate business because of that. It's actually smart on his part.
4: Yeah, Kelsey needs to capitalize on that.
2: If yeah, if you got to try to close this deal.
4: Yeah, yeah. you got to go ahead. Sure, free, free million dollar ring here. Yes, I'm not. I'm not too wealthy to pass. She's like serial that deal dater up.
1: guy, though, isn't she? Like probably before we get to OTAs, or is she or is she
4: settling down mode
1: now? I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors.
2: This is serious between them, but I
1: don't know what yeah. to believe. I, I don't. Well, know. I, I don't thought know I saw true history. love when they made out behind that porta potty back there a couple of weeks into their dating I thought there that was, was baker mayfield there was a, <laughs> no, 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 that real, was a cheesecake there was like through. an understated hey, in B- a dumpster not a Portageon. john my bad sold me i think it's real love
4: yeah no for sure <laughs> I, I, I was actually it was it was actually this weekend that i was like okay maybe this is like for real for real for real because yep. i had never seen the trench coat parka jacket mm. that was just a pl- like a player you know, yeah. it was like a jersey. It was the Kelsey. She had the giant jacket on, and on the back, it was Kelsey 87. I think like, she had an individual player. Like, I'd never seen that before. I mean, she's a player wife. Like, she's 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 fully committed to this thing now. This
1: isn't she a jersey. She is everybody this up isn't there the, well, the dance. They're, like, doing a celebration yeah. choreographed dance. Swag I mean,
3: wave? What do they call that? Yeah, the swag, yeah, the swag, swag wave. Swag surfing. No, it's a swag wave. Is that, It's not the swag wave. <laughs> we should have <laughs> let him run with it, Wolchuck. Uh, I kind of like right? wave. Swag. It
4: it's a great team dance. Yeah. Where you're it, sort of surfing. It, on it, I'm swagger. sorry, I blew that one. No, it's okay. That's,
3: no, did that's we on determine me. that that like uh, uh, wife made these? Yes, yes, yes. I know Either. you doubted Kristen. that,
1: but she did. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, okay. Flip flop. Right? They had they had cutaways in the pregame of her like doing the actual stitching yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you could tell she, you know, committed labor of love a lot of her <laughs> life to maybe maybe she was going to be a fashion designer or some at some point because it was like top notch type of a gear. And, yes, you have Taylor Swift rocking that thing like a super fan. She, she, you know, she looks up to, to him right now in, in that a uh, very special way. I think it's the real deal. It's adorable. But she is serial dater, and she's looked at many people that way over the last six, seven years. She's written a lot of songs. Many
3: people. You think she, uh, do you think she really likes football? Yeah. Or she just like the, the game of the football or like being in the football? Yeah, you, you
1: would have to like football to fall for Travis Kelsey. You know, it's it's not like he is a superstar. You're like watching games, and you know about the sport a little bit. If you find Travis, she Trav. did
2: put him on the map.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now you back off. <laughs> it's not like Tom Brady. You know, <laughs> if you if you, if you find yourself with Tom Brady, you might not love football at all. He just he was super handsome, famous guy. You oh. know, you're like, holy crap. But you you know, Travis Kelsey is not like. Super famous guy bumping around with other famous guys. He's hanging out. In his brother's SUV like his brother made
3: plans. the most uh, eligible, not eligible, the uh, sexiest man alive. Sexiest man alive. Yeah, he made that list. Yeah,
4: have you seen those eyebrows? <laughs> Come on, that beard. Okay, uh,
1: article. Uh, Todd Archer. Dak has become the new Tony. The career arcs of Dak and Tony have Ooh. become so similar they've essentially become the same QB. Each showed outstanding regular season success, but left lingering questions in the playoffs. Tony was two and four in the postseason. Dak is now two and five. Similar stats. And I don't know. I, I think it's more organizational failure uh, than putting it on them. I think inferior players, Eli Manning won two of them for crying out loud. Get him a damn coach and a defensive line in a running game. You'd be surprised what somebody can do here. Um, but, I, you know, I like um, a, a couple of ways that uh, Todd Archer took this. Check out this stat. Since 1980, Ken Anderson's the only QB to be his team starter for more consecutive seasons than Dak will have in 2024 before going to the Super Bowl for the first time. So, like, Dak is about to become the longest-running starting quarterback for any team that does, that has not made the Super Bowl, unless he does it next year. Mm. Um If he does it next year, he'll be tied with Ken Anderson. Oh. Uh, There's a couple of other things in here I wanted to get to.
3: Ken Anderson wasn't a bad quarterback. No, he was good. Yeah. Back in the day. That's
4: what we'll be saying about Dak. Dak wasn't a bad quarterback. He was good. Wasn't a bad quarterback. Romo was not a bad quarterback. He was good.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: The other thing with, with Romo is we're now in this place that Romo was taken away from us before we could see what else happened. With the injuries piling up. Yeah, Tony, he said, if you combine all the experience, now you've arrived at a point where your experience allows you to play chess while the kids are running around playing checkers. And maybe Dak has an opportunity now with all this experience that he's gained to write the second chapter of his book that the injuries prevented Tony from doing.
2: Well, we can only pray and hope that that is the case. Now, I have had a lot of the hope and optimism just drained from my body over the course of my lifetime growing up in Plano and being a Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, So now it's just hard for me to think that that will happen. Yeah. But maybe if they actually do, go ahead and use free agency, trades, and the draft and try and build this team to be as
4: good as possible, maybe. When hope gets drained out of your body medically, where do they approach that? Is that right in the heart? Yeah. They just, okay. Yeah.
2: I actually go through my wrist to get to the heart like they did for Brian. That
3: was incredible. It really was. To watch him do that, you're like, man, this is... And then they did, then you know, you're like, you know, you're sitting there, you're thinking, and you don't even feel it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird, but they get they get there.
4: And then you walk right out of there, and you go have a, a biscuit omelet.
3: Yeah, you know yeah. what you that's just like. Smother it in gravy. Oh yeah, you just you, know, you go right in the line and in and out and <laughs> order the double double and get those tacos from Jack in the Box. Thank you. Throw some grease. extra fries in there and a shake. Yeah, uh, it's good. As as biscuit a guy omelet. To, as a guy
1: that grew up in Dallas and yeah. had season tickets in the '70s, yeah. Brian, you know what that feeling's like, don't you?
3: Yeah, man. What getting?
1: I <sighs> having the hope. Oh maybe temporarily or permanently pulled from your body.
3: No, I was just writing down my quarterbacks of like all-time Cowboy quarterbacks just I was trying to kind of power rank them. Oh, when well, I wrote down Aikman, Staubach, White, Romo, Prescott, I was trying to kind of put them in order.
4: Mm. Ooh, and we should a tease guy that. You grew up
3: here.
1: You've watched all of them play in person. You have.
3: I have.
4: We should have. we should tease Broaddus's top 5 all-time Cowboy quarterbacks.
3: I don't Dude, know. You should do that for Krusty's corner. I'd no, always, I'll. I'll always stall by. but see, Aikman just crushed us. I'll, I'll, maybe I will do that for tomorrow. That'd, that'd be fun.
4: Yeah. That would be
1: fun. Uh, best and worst rookie classes will be good. Where do the Cowboys rank? Mm. Plus a two-round mock. Would you be happy if the Cowboys went and Ooh. got these guys coming up in the spring? That's next year. G back Nation of the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for
2: one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: All righty, welcome back, Gbag Nation. Hope you're having a good one. John Machado's coming up at 4 o'clock. We have a report here on the best and worst rookie classes and a mock draft to look at here from one of the Kings, Dane Brugler. Zach, what do you have for us?
2: Yes. Uh, so the mock draft situation, and then we can get into the rookie class. Dane's put out, this is his second one, but he put out a two-rounder. And the offensive tackle group, Brian and I have both looked at quite a few so far. Yes. Very deep. And there's a lot of good offensive linemen in this first round. So for Cowboy fans that are thinking, man, we'd really like to improve along the offensive line. Yes. Could be an opportunity
4: to do it. That's a a must.
2: So, Dane's got the Cowboys pick 24, taking Tyler Guyton, who people in this area probably know. He went to TCU, then transferred to Oklahoma. So, I'm sure Carter Freeman.
0: Yeah, he just
2: uh,
4: went six to midnight. Big
2: fan. Big fan of of Tyler Guyton. So, Dane writes, after the loss to the Packers, I'm sure Cowboy fans were expecting to see a defensive player here. But Tyrant Smith might leave in free agency. And if Dallas keeps Tyler Smith at left guard, Left tackle shoots to the top of the need list. Based on his raw traits, Guyton could go much earlier than this. Right, Stan Brugler.
3: Now, I don't think you're the biggest Guyton fan, Brian. Not at all. Not at all.
4: Guyton's not your guy?
3: Not my my guy at all. I think there's several guys, and I was pulling up my notes here. My my one notes are sitting here taking forever to pull up. But, yeah, when you start to look at, like, I was looking at the kid last night uh, from Arizona. I mean, mm-hmm. there there are several offensive tackles that I would take. Jordan Morgan from yeah. Arizona. I would. Uh, th- okay, you, you folks are gonna. I, I said this morning on the draft show. This guy's got some Tyron Smith traits to him. The way he plays, he's six five. He's three twenty five. He bends his knees. He's powerful. He just. I mean, he comes off the ball. He gets into. He gets movement. Now, again, that's a tackle. I'm. I'm kind of. You know. I'm kind of sitting there thinking about, oh, what about a center? Yeah. We mentioned uh, you know Jackson, Power, Johnson. I think in Dane's mock draft, he had him going two spots ahead of Dallas, right? At Miami, 22? Yes. he's got him going at 21. 21. To Miami. Gosh, if he got that close, It man. would be.
2: And I don't know. I, th- I think
3: Ram Barton from Duke,
2: who plays goes, tackle at Duke. He but goes I think the a second round. Because I think the Cowboys are going to move on, and, and they're going to want a center. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know I that do they too. bring back Tyler Biotish. I think center definitely is going to be one. In the second round, Texas Longhorn fans will be excited because he's got the Cowboys then taking Jonathan Brooks at running back, which I do think obviously is going to be a big need. We talked to Calvin Watkins yesterday, said the one position group probably going to be the biggest overturn will be running back because I don't know the Pollard's back, Rico Dowdle. I mean, the issue with him has been health throughout his entire career. Can you count on him? So that he's got Jonathan Brooks, and he writes that this pick makes just too much sense. Pollard's a pending free agent. Running back could be a need for Dallas. And even though Brooks tore his ACL in November, the Cowboys have never shied from taking risks. We know that, especially in the second round. And Brooks was expected to be the running back one before his injury and still has a chance to do that. Here's the nugget that you need to know and why Cowboy fans that have followed the draft process are going to say, this might end up happening. Dan Cooper, Cowboys doctor, uh, their head physician, performed Brooks' surgery. Yeah. So they're going to have more he was, information than anybody Jaylen else Jalen Smith,
3: it. they did the same thing with Jalen Smith. That's why they had the most information about the player. So Dr. Cooper's really good at his job. And
4: that's, the, that's consistently the round that they're willing to take chances on, yeah. whether it be character or injury, whatever. And that's why they have their biggest miss rate of all the rounds, at least when it comes to the top three. Their biggest miss rate is in the second round over the last decade or whatever, because they take chances there, and they've they've been chances that have crushed them over the years. And Brooks is good. I mean, he is a good. Just back. watch it, like watching Texas, watching him. Like, hey, this dude is clearly uh, one of the upper tier running backs, especially in a draft class like this, where there's not maybe a ton, not a lot of, of elite talent there, elite guys there. Like he, if it wasn't for the injury, I'd be, you know. Be like, OK, cool. But off oh, an injury like that, just that I'd be I'd be a little bit like you can't find it. There's got to be another running back out there. You yeah. don't have to get the guy that just had knee reconstruction.
2: Well, and can the Cowboys afford to take a risk like that this year? Because ESPN put out the best draft classes of 2023. And this is based on, of course, production. Like what, what is last. the production you got? Yeah. Out of your draft class. Yeah. The Cowboys are usually very high in this. I mean, they're usually a top 10 team. It's no surprise that Houston is number one with your starting quarterback, CJ Stroud, and then Will Anderson, whom they took in the top three picks and was arguably the best player in last year's draft. Then you add in Tank Dell. Tank Dell, yeah. Who, who was fantastic for them. Xavier Hutchinson, who they took in the sixth round, a wide receiver out of Iowa State, yeah. has been getting some playing time. But yes, you go down to the bottom of the list. 32 is where we find the Dallas Cowboys.
4: And and the, and the draft is an inexact science, and everybody knows it. I mean, you're you're gonna have some years uh, where it's it's not as fruitful for you. Um, and this is obviously just a one year judgment. You'll you know you you'll look in a couple more years and really get a better idea. But this is the kind of thing that happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, like you're gonna have some years where your yeah. draft isn't that great, and when you put all your eggs
3: there, you go into the draft basket. You that's then the issue, right?
1: you, you don't have you any margin for error. There no. you go. That's no. it. If you know, the year before you had Tyler Smith and Sam Williams and Jake Ferguson and Deron Bland. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, so I do think part of it is the years just average out, and that goes to what Chiafalo was saying, yes. like. You need three perfect ones in a row, I believe, to win the Super Bowl with this uh, team-building
2: model. And we talked about that on the draft show today, and I made that same point. Like, I'm not—I don't have any lack of faith in what no, we're playing in the, in the no. scouts. Like, this is—it's it's due to happen. Eventually, yeah. you're going to
3: have a draft where, but, man, you just lay an egg. But like Chief says, though, if you put all your eggs in that basket, yeah. the margin of error is very small. Which is exactly why we've been
2: critical of the way this team— Basically, does nothing in free agency. They just punt on it. And it's not like, hey, you've got to be the most aggressive team. You don't every year have to sign the highest paid player at X position. Well,
3: they did use picks, which they love to make. They did. The for, trades. For trades.
2: They did. And that's something and that's going to impact
3: them this year. Yeah. We haven't seen them do that in the past.
2: No. I mean, so now you're looking at they've got picks in rounds one, two, three for the upcoming draft and in the seventh, but you're sitting there, you know, without a four, five, and six. And that's also where they've really done a good job. You find a Deron Bland, yeah, right late in the draft.
3: Best case scenario is they get a five and a six from that uh, Comp. compensatory, compensatory pick. stuff. They think that they're going to get a six, two sixes, but five and a six is their hope.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we got to hope that. But man, I mean, who do you think was their best rookie this year? Because they didn't include Brandon Aubrey in this. T.J. Bass. So, T.J. Bass, you know, is a, is a guy, and technically he wasn't even part of their or rookie if you class because he or was an un- undrafted signing. Or the kicker. Yeah, and they wrote that they did not include Brandon Aubrey yeah. as a rookie in this ranking because he had previously played in the USFL. So, they didn't include him in this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Overshown probably would have ended up being a bright spot for you. Unfortunately, he got hurt. But Mozzie and the stuff with Mozzie we talked about earlier is is bizarre. The yep. weight loss. And you need Luke Schoonmaker. I mean, I, I know you oh. were talking about the blocking issues. Yeah. And that was his biggest trait. I mean, he was arguably the best blocking tight end. He's got to figure out a way to translate that into the
1: NFL or else I don't know. Unless he's going to be able to sustain a one. career?
3: Yeah. Right now I feel like I'll let you down on that one. Luke Schoonmaker.
1: I feel like he let us down a lot more than you did. So yeah, it's all yeah, okay. I mean, he's the he's the player.
2: Uh, rest of the NFC East Washington was also low at 27 they weren't very high in here of what they w- they were able to get Man, out of And that their own corner class. did
3: not play as well for Mississippi State very
2: up and down season yeah. the Giants were at 16 they also took uh, Deontay Banks you yeah. know the corner out of Maryland that was rumored maybe the Cowboys would have interest in they didn't you know he didn't I don't think he really performed well on the board you know there might have been some IQ questions there Uh, The Eagles, of course, ended up ranking the highest at 11 in the division with Jalen Carter. Tyler Steen ended up starting a couple of games. Sidney Brown, who we loved, and then Keely Ringo started the wildcard game for them. They benched James Bradbury and started the rookie out of Georgia.
1: Thank you, Wolchuck. Fantastic report. Thank you. February 4th, they're going to announce the full World Cup schedule with venues. That was announced last night. Hey, look out, February 4th, big TV events coming up here for World Cup Soccer 2026 late last night sparked a report internationally that the final is going to be at AT&T Stadium okay home of the packers throughout <sighs> and and the front runners throughout the day there have been more reports, most of them coming out of the UK, saying the same thing: World Cup final is going to be at AT Stadium. So it's not something you could absolutely take to the bank, but it is. It's it's quite loud out there and prevalent. The reports uh, could be true, and that would be a historic. How awesome event.
3: would that be to show up for a World Cup final? Be incredible. Would uh, be.
1: That'd probably be the. The, you know, I think the greatest game I I would I would ever attend in my life. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, there's yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl, well, yeah. You oh, know. It
3: will still be the greatest game you ever attend. Possibly. In your yeah, life
1: I world mean, world. it yeah. could. You know, maybe it's a bad matchup or a bad game or something like that. I mean, could that be the best sporting, sporting event? Things happen. Period. The World Cup.
2: I mean, I, I know we don't view it as a country as maybe the best, but in the world, it is. You put the United
3: States. If somehow the United States ever got in that thing, the final. You
2: need to find a, a goalkeeper. We got pretty yeah. locked in. Well, the whole, the, years the, whole, ago.
3: the whole country would just yeah. mobilize would behind be. that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah we
4: now. Kind of wish this World Cup was like 10 years from now when <laughs> when the sport of soccer really is number over. one in America.
1: Maybe we can host it again then?
4: 10 years away, baby. Or I think it'd be 12 or 8, but uh, totally feel you.
1: It's time now to get to John <laughs> Machoda of The Athletic here. We're talking Cowboys with ya. the rider next here in the G-Bag
0: Nation.